As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. 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 And what's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if it should be remembered for all of human history or prehistory, and then decide if it should be tossed into the tar pit of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and with me, his ancestors were known as uh, Yehelosaurus. It's... <laughs> It's Yehel. Uh, how are you doing, Stephen? I'm doing uh, Dinotastic Man. I'm re Ooh. ready to talk about more dinosaur media here on uh, Dino Month. How about yourself? Um, I'm doing great. I'm I'm ready to try Ceratops this again. Oh, uh, that was. Uh, please, please delete me from all episodes. <laughs> I'm just gonna can you're canceled. <laughs> Consider yourself canceled. Yeah, I should. Uh, I should. One, I should. Uh, no, I'm doing good, man. Uh, Dino, Dino month, Dino tainment has been uh, dinorific. That's uh, <laughs> it's been interesting, man, because like like we were talking uh, last week, uh, you know, dinosaurs were just like so popular with kids stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Back in the uh, '80s and and even the the '90s, from what I remember, but uh, doesn't seem like it's that popular today. But you're I, I don't have children. Uh, you have a son. Is is dinosaurs still like a big thing with them? Do they care? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a he has tons of books in his little library about dinosaurs, and um, yeah, there don't there doesn't seem to be as much dinosaur media anymore for or TV shows. Like, there's no. Barney that I'm aware of. No, no, that's not true. There's a show on Netflix called like Dino Trucks or something, and it's robotic, like transforming truck dinosaurs or something. Um, oh, sounds cool. Yeah, it does. I mean, but you know, <laughs> it's Netflix, so you know they got to tick all the right boxes. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I think that dinosaurs will always fascinate the, uh, the human mind, and uh, that's why yeah. there's still terrible Jurassic World, Jurassic World movies coming oh, out. Oh God, so, uh... yeah, they they just get worse and worse. Yeah, and I was gonna say, I I would you know credit Jurassic Park to sort of I guess relaunching any kind of interest in dinosaurs uh, in the '90s, but uh, we will never yeah. talk about Jurassic and... Park because it's just too dang popular. And, you know, like, I wonder if, like, the Jurassic World movies, because they haven't been, like, I know that they've made money, right? Obviously, they wouldn't be making mm -hmm. more otherwise, but they weren't, they're not, like, the big hits that they were, and they haven't been, like, critically super well-received by a lot of people. Nope. So, I wonder if that's actually kind of hurt, you know, there being, like, children's related, <laughs> like, dinosaur media. The dino brand. Oh, well, these, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, these movies aren't doing well, so, you know, oh, well, let's not waste our money with that, you know. Yeah, so listen up, Universal. Else. You should have checked out our last episode where we talked about dino riders. You stick a laser, a missile on your T-Rex or your Brontosaurus, that's money in the bank, baby. Or just yeah. might get your cartoon canceled after one season. I, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you could say. Um, 
And also, speaking of dinosaurs, the Escape to Earth uh, crowdfunder still rages on. In case you don't know, Escape to Earth is my comic that I wrote uh, and some other people participated in from uh, around the globe. And it very prominently features dinosaurs, some pretty awesomely drawn uh, dinosaurs, if I do say so myself. Uh, but uh, enough talking. Here is a promo to explain everything. Ah, I'm done. I'm so done with mainstream comics. Like, they gotta be out of ideas at this point. We, we got 150 members of the Bat family. Somehow Wolverine had like nine kids that nobody ever talked about. Just give me comics like they used to be. I, I never want to see another mainstream comic again. I just... Tim. Uh, Tim, Tim, what are you doing, man? Well, I, I'm gonna gouge out my eyes so I never have to see crap like this again. You don't have to do that. There's another way. Another way? Here, try this. Oh. Escape to Earth. I can tell you this much. The cover looks great. The artwork actually looks like it's done by a professional and not some child off of Tumblr. Action-packed. Robots. Dinosaurs. One of my favorite things from the 90s. Attractive people doing action. Looks like sci-fi. This is, this is an actual comic book, something I would actually be interested in. Where does something like this come from? It was independently produced by myself and several other creators from all over the globe for the sheer love of making comics and to tell a great story. Now that's diversity I can get behind. The only problem I have is there's only, there's only eight pages of this. I need more, where can I get more? That's just a preview copy. The finished copy will be 32 pages long and is currently being crowdfunded on Kickstarter and is available in digital and print. Kickstarter, you say? So wait, I could help make this book possible? Absolutely, and you won't have to wait long. Estimated delivery date, August. August? I don't know. I don't think I can wait that long. I need it now! Well, Tim, I... Contribute now to the Escape to Earth Kickstarter and reserve your copy today. But hurry, the campaign ends May 31st, 2022. Act, Act now. now! Hurry before I do it. All right, you heard the man. Hurry before he gouges out his own eyes. And there'll be a link yeah. to, the, um, to the campaign in the uh, show notes. Yeah, only nine days left. Uh... <laughs> today to uh that, that is some quick math good job <laughs> well steve it's not that difficult to subtract 31 uh or 22 from 31 hey, i'm over here trying to run obs that's all my brain can handle and talk <laughs> that's all my uh, brain can handle uh, uh fair fair oh and last but not least before we jump into dino saucers uh hell and i are a pretty big deal over on uh tiktok I um, started posting clips of, uh, of this show on there and gotten some pretty great uh, engagement. Uh, we're trying to get it to where we can stream live onto TikTok, but you need a thousand followers for that. So if you're on TikTok, look up at Reptilian Media and see the clips of this show and also my uh, <laughs> advice, which I may or may not be qualified to give on uh, making a comic book. Um, so uh, yeah. Plenty more where that came from. Uh, anything else you have before we jump into Dino Saucers? Uh, no, no. Uh, I think I am ready to jump into this uh, 
sauce bowl of di- I don't know. I keep wanting to like make <laughs> dino uh, these dinosaur puns, but I, but I I think I peaked at dino hole uh, last episode. <laughs> so, but I don't want to reuse it. Thank but. you for bringing it back. Thank you. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Welcome to your feature presentation. All right. Let me uh, grab the notes here. Oh, good. Came right up. Uh, and Steve, you were not kidding about the engagement on TikTok. I hadn't like really looked at the view counts. Mm. And uh, yeah, these are some pretty solid view counts we've got on the talk there. Right. For um, some of our clips from our show, our previous shows. I know. Pretty sweet, huh? Uh, it's Finally, it's our... My ticket out of Hollywood, I hope, <laughs> or or deeper <laughs> in, I don't know. Wait, or, yeah, we'll see. Um, it's funny. Everyone wants to get here, and then when you get here, all you want to do is get out. Um, <laughs> I just need one second. Uh, okay, let's see here. The wrong notes came up, and they're still the wrong notes. Um, do you have the? Um, oh, let me try the PDF. Synopsis. Um, because I do. I don't know why it disappeared. Uh, oh, here we go. Okay. Um, yeah, all right. Jumping into Dinosaucers here. The premiere date was September 14th, 1987. One year before Dino Riders, uh, which was our subject for um, last week's episode. And we got uh, one season of Dino Saucers, but it was 65 episodes. Um, yeah. And the reason why I think there was so many episodes is because of uh, of its creator, who we will talk about here in a moment. But before that, I want to know, you hell. Well, and what's up? I was going to say, and also uh, they always with these cartoons always want to make enough episodes generally for syndication. Right, right. Um, but they didn't do that so for probably... uh, they didn't do that for Dino Riders. They only had uh, what was it, fourteen? Well, but. Right, but I think that's because Tycho was literally making them just to like sell the toys and putting them out on VHS. So right. it just kind of later happened to get picked up and put on TV. Sure, sure. Uh, so, what is your history, if any, with Dino Rider? Or <laughs> look what I did, <laughs> Dino Saucers. With Dino Saucers, I don't remember it uh, at all, like whatsoever. Um, However, I do love the logo. The logo oh. is so freaking cool, man. The best th- All right, I'm just going to go ahead and do a little spoiler here. The best thing about this cartoon is the logo and the opening credit sequence. There, there, there. <laughs> at least watch that, which this is available on YouTube. If you're going to watch Dino Saucers, at least watch that. Um, but uh, as for my history with Dino Saucers, I remember watching it quite a bit, uh, way more than Dino Riders. I just feel like it was one of those shows that was always on. And the thing I remember about it the most is its theme song and the opening credits and logo um, that we uh, we just spoke about. Um, so uh, going a little bit further here, we are watching um, episode one, which is the pilot episode, which is called Dino Dinosaur Valley. And here is the very long um, synopsis. On Reptilon, an unknown twin planet to Earth, this is scientifically accurate, by the way, dinosaurs never became extinct, but evolved into two races of highly intelligent space travelers, the noble dinosaurs and the evil Tyrannos, led by the heroic Aloe, the mighty Thunder, and the bashful Steggy, 
The desperate dinosaurs have arrived on Earth seeking new energy sources. It's always energy sources, isn't it? The Tyrannos, however, <laughs> share nothing and are determined to conquer Earth. It's up to four kids and the dinosaurs to outmaneuver and outwit the Tyrannos. Um, which that seems like more of a uh, series synopsis than the episode synopsis. Um, yeah. Maybe I copied the wrong one. No, I think... Uh, no, no, that's what it says, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I guess it does, like, that first episode kind of establish uh, the series as well. So right. I, I get and it. And the weird thing about this episode is that it's not, like, the origin story. It's like, uh, as, uh, as you're going to see, we just get there and the dinosaurs are already there. Yeah. And uh, I was reading up on, like, w- the guy that created it... Um, mm-hmm. Uslan's his last name, David Uslan. Michael, Uslan. Michael E. And, Uslan, yeah. Yeah, and um, basically, yeah, I think David was actually his son. Yeah, it's his son. Because he kind of made it, uh, created it with his five-year-old kid, mm-hmm. sh- kind of. Yeah, did you read about I that? I did hear about that. I mean, he was making this uh, for him, and it shows. <laughs> yeah, he basically, like, bounced ideas off his son, his mm-hmm. five-year-old. And uh, I did think, though, that it was cool that, like, basically the whole idea is that They've been, these dinosaurs have been on this other planet on the opposite side of the sun from us, and because we were like in perfect orbit together with them around the sun, like basically Earth was always hidden from them, and their planet was always hidden from us, kind of a thing. And they just recently discovered uh, that about that Earth exists, and that's why they're trying to get the resources. So, uh, much like Dino Riders, it's a cool little setup. Yep, good concept, um, and we will see how it was executed. Um, the director of this episode is. Uh, Stefan Martinari, who, uh, and this was, man, this sort of really took me back. He directed Video Power. Do you remember Video Power? Oh, I think I do, actually. Wow, that's... Yeah, it it was weird. Like, um, the show started with, like, a a dude. Like, you can look it up on YouTube. uh, Johnny Arcade, that was his name. And Mm -hmm. he's, like, talking about uh, video game stuff going on in the 80s. And then you got to see... The cartoon of Video Power, which was a mix of, um, I remember there was the dude from NARC, uh, Max Force. Uh, for, they drove around in Bigfoot. Uh, there was a basketball player from the video game Arch Rivals. The Little Red Tomato. Basically, it's just a mix of random video game characters uh, in a cart. Uh, oh, and the guy from Wizards and Warriors. That's who it was. Uh, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've actually used video clips from that video power show in my uh, few of my videos. Like the one that comes to mind right now is Johnny Arcade was playing like a Neo Geo arcade cabinet and gushing over like uh, you could take a memory card. Uh, and I put remember it that episode. Like your, yeah, yeah. You could put it into your Neo Geo arcade game that you're playing, and then if you're rich and have a Neo Geo <laughs> at home, you can take your memory card, plug it into your home console version of the Neo Geo, and pick up where. Uh, you, yeah, pick up like wherever you, left you were, off. had left off. Well, so. I heard that you're so rich that you have your own Neo Geo console. Is that true? I do. <laughs> I have a Neo Geo console and I have the Neo Geo uh, kind of like the EverDrive for the Neo Geo. Nice. Uh, so I can play all the games and the Neo Geo EverDrive cartridge costs more than the Neo Geo, believe it or well, not. From in, from back in the 80s or from currently? No, 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 no. This is like a new thing. Right. Like, I mean, uh, I know it's company... new, but I just meant like compared to a Neo Geo because it was like $500 when it came out in the 80s, right? Um, it depends which model you get. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it, I think it was like 500 or something like that. But um, 
the the Neo Geo cartridges, I mean, the games are still, with some exceptions, uh, like two hundred bucks, sometimes wow. more, even to this day. Uh, you can find some like like fifty bucks or whatever. Like, um, but if you want to get like the AES games, which are the console ones, those are like expensive. The arcade cartridges are cheaper, but they don't play without an adapter. Blah blah blah. But anyways, dude, the EverDrive cart to like be able to like load up all the ROMs from Neo Geo games, six hundred dollars. <laughs> wow, wow. But but if you think about it, I mean, if you're gonna get a Neo Geo console to play Neo Geo games. You're not gonna. I don't want to spend two hundred bucks a pop for like games. I'm, I'm never gonna like buy games. So it really does pay for itself if you're planning on playing more than you know three games. <laughs> if you're planning <laughs> on playing more than Metal Slug and Fatal Fury, then it's worth it. Uh, yeah. So yeah. anyway, sorry about that tangent there. No, uh, no. Into the I, world of. Uh, I'm sure they enjoyed it. If not, then go watch fuck. Joe Rogan or <laughs> listen to Joe Rogan. <laughs> he, he needs more subscribers, not like us. We're, yeah, we're good. Yeah, he we're needs, TikTok stars. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. so yeah, anyway, what I'm trying to say there is that uh, we're probably going to do an episode on video power at some point. Uh, after that <laughs> is another one of my favorite sort of lesser talked about cartoons that this guy directed, King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. And then he also, any, anytime there's a Madeline cartoon, he apparently worked on that as well as uh, another dinosaur-themed cartoon called The Adventures of T-Rex. And he also won a primetime Emmy for some reason. And uh, now we've got the, uh, the writers here. Um, and uh, Yehel already mentioned uh, Michael E. Uslan, uh, who is also the creator. And this guy is the, he's, he's the executive producer on anything Batman. Uh, if it's got Batman in the title, Michael E. Uslan is right behind, giving him the reach around. Um, yep. so- Whether it's cartoons or movies, starting with the uh, movie with the Tim, first Tim Burton Batman. Right, movie. absolutely. Um, and uh, as far as writing goes, the only other thing he wrote was a Little Orphan Annie cartoon. But yeah, everything else, he um, yeah, he's a, usually a producer. And he also, this is another obscure one that I'd like to cover sometime. I guess he was the executive producer on Fish Police. <laughs> Fish Police. I've never even You don't know Fish that. Police? Oh, man. It was like no. uh, when the Simpsons were, uh, you know, started the whole um, thing of primetime animation. It was one of those. And it lasted like three episodes mm. and whatever. Uh, and then some other fun facts about uh, Michael E. Uslan. He was a noted authority on comic book history and instructor of the first ever accredited college course on comic books, uh, which was at Indiana University. And he got his first movie launched at age 28 by asking Warner Publishing for the rights at no charge to an old DC comic book by the name of Swamp Thing. Um, And uh, the uh, music here, I just thought I'd go ahead... Who would you guess composed the opening theme to Dino Saucers? Is it somebody like I'm going to know? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about their shows or their show before, and they did all the oh, other Oh, wait, wait. I, I do. I saw it in the credits. It's like Saban, yep, right? Saban and Levy. Um, good job. Saban of Power Rangers fame. You get an attaboy. Um, and then we've also got a, a co-writer here, Diane Duane who apparently wrote a script for Yehel's favorite Star Trek, The Next Generation, yep. um, and also worked on DuckTales, Gargoyles, Batman the Animated Series, and a Spider-Man Unlimited. A little bit jealous of that career there, I'll admit. Um, should we run the bumper for her? You, you get to call it. Hey, she, I, I would say All so. Right. She wrote uh, Where No Man Has Gone Before. <laughs> 
which established the role of uh, the Watchers, basically, nice. uh, or the Travelers, excuse mm-hmm. me, which kind of act as the Watchers of Star mm, Trek. They're all uh, bald uh, and like dwarfish. Mm, no, <laughs> <laughs> but kind of similar. Ah, oh no, we've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah. So her legacy from this one episode of TNG lives on to this day. Nice. That sounds like a fun uh, YouTube clip there. Although you were talking over the bumper <laughs> as I was running it. <laughs> oh. But well, but it ended per- almost perfectly with you saying, you. and that is her legacy to this day. So, uh, <laughs> so good job. Uh, all right. Let me get my uh, notes back here. Okay. So, yeah, that is basically it for... Hold on. That's the wrong one. Um, uh, basic, uh, Steve, by the way, uh, so the planet that these alien, that these alien dinosaurs are from, it's called rep, rep, is it reptilian or reptilon? Reptilon. Is this, is that like where reptilian media is based out of? <laughs> well, of, of course, <laughs> reptilian media comes from, or it's came out of Ray can't sleep more or less, but, uh, sure, sure. Let's, uh, we'll yeah, just yeah, say yeah. I ripped off dino, uh, dino saucers. Why not? But it also like got me thinking like um, our dinosaur because last week remember we were like oh dinosaurs yeah they're reptiles are they reptiles <laughs> so are, I I think they might be reptiles I, I I'm I'm gonna Google we'll just this. say they're uh, reptilians um, all right uh, so are you ready to dive into the uh, episodes um, walkthrough like a like a brontosaurus in heat. I am ready <laughs> to dive in. And they are reptiles, by the All way. All right. Thanks for clearing that up. Uh, hopefully, everyone who watched the Dino Riders episode watched this episode to know what we're talking about. Um, okay. So, jumping right in. As we said before, awesome theme. You got your voiceover explaining the plot. Um, the animation in the uh, intro is pretty fantastic, I'd say. I'm sure they farmed that yeah. out to the Japanese. <laughs> And um, so uh, we, I mean, just in case you've never heard the Dino Saucers theme, it goes like this. Dino Saucers. Beep, 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 uh, And then repeat that about 38 times. Right, and right. you've got a theme song. Absolutely. All right. Jumping into yeah, the. Yeah, it sucks because like it seems, sorry to cut you off, but like when that, that theme starts off, I'm like, oh, this is going to be like a good theme. But it's just like that one snippet basically over and over. Right. They didn't bother to write any other uh, lyrics, but I think that's right. okay because the music is uh, pretty awesome. The music's good. The music's yeah. good, yeah. So jumping in, we are looking at a lush jungle. Um, and then there's a giant flying mechanical T-Rex like ship, basically. It hovers over the jungle. And right there, there's like, that's, that's what you want to buy right there, kids. Um, inside, we see uh, Genghis Rex, who is the leader of the Tyrannos. As you might imagine, he is a T-Rex. Um, and his cronies look upon the forest. They say to one another that they can build a base there to deal with the, the cursed dino saucers. Uh, their ship begins to lose power because of the ore in the nearby mountain. And uh, they assume that they can use it against the dino saucers. Um, and, uh, the other Tyrannos that are sitting there is, um, Quackpot and, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember the other two guys' names, but man, what do you think of the voice of Quackpot? <laughs> um, well, 
it's a voice, so they kind of make him sound. I guess he's supposed to sound like Daffy Duck a little bit or some kind of duck. Yeah. But he sounds more like the penguin, kind of. Than... I'd say in the history of duck characters in animation, it's one of like the most grating ones that I've ever heard. Yeah. And we, we didn't really go over the cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, we, like the guy that does the voice of Quackpot, his name is Len Carlson. Mm-hmm. He also does the voice of Aloe, which is like the main good guy mm-hmm. who has like a very kind of pleasing voice. Oh, actually. I skipped over the cast. Um, uh, why don't you enlighten it, us? I'm it, sorry. It's OK, Steve. It's my segment. And your your <laughs> head has exploded since you became a big TikTok right. star with a comic book on Kickstarter. Right. I mean, whatever. Whatever, Steve. It's okay. It's okay. You're 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 a dino asshole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, anyways, we've got Len Carlson that I just mentioned. Uh, I'm not gonna go through this whole cast, but uh, most of these people like don't even have pictures on IMDb. Uh, but I did want to mention Dan Hennessy, who plays the voice of Genghis Rex, the leader of the bad guys. And Dan Hennessy, Steve, get ready to be aroused. Mm-hmm. He played General in an episode called primetime of ultra force oh nice oh fantastic so, oh i see you finished i, I heard you <laughs> make sure you check uh, out our ultra can... force episode <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, according to steve it's a great aphrodisiac anyways yeah. uh moving on we've got gordon Maston, mm-hmm. uh aka who, oh, gordon I, I the mastodon Maston. Right, sure. He plays uh, the voice of Styrico. I don't remember, like, or Styrico. I don't remember which dinosaur that mm-hmm. was. Um, none of these people have really done anything major. They are, they all do have, I mean, besides Ultra Force, of course. Yeah, of course. Steve, of course. Uh, but they all have, like, lots of credits when it comes to um, uh, animation stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and I did want to mention somebody. I don't know what voice they did because it's uncredited, mm. but their name is so great. There's somebody on the cast called Thick Wilson. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, I believe he uh, used to be contracted here. She used to be contracted by Vivid, the pornographic <laughs> company. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Thick Wilson used to hook up with, uh, what did you say? Isn't it yeah. Paul the Mastodon Mastin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they they're they're in a, an adult they, film called Dinosaur, Dino <laughs> Dino Horse. Uh, I yes, thought you said uh, Dino Hole. I'm like, that's even worse. My the Dino. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the prequel. Oh, uh, oh God. All right. Anyway, wow. Sure. <laughs> and last person I want to mention. Hold on. Last cast member because they are pretty prominent, and I do have a little fun tidbit about them. Uh, Richard Yearwood, mm-hmm. who plays the voice of Paul, which is kind of like their tech human mm-hmm. guy, uh, and you know, like. This like a lot of '80s kids shows have cartoons have uh, kids, you know, as characters. And anyways, Richard Yearwood was actually only 17 years old when he was voicing, um, 16 or 17, uh, when he was voicing Paul. Um, and he's been in other stuff like li- lots of live action stuff, actually. So you mean they didn't get Bruce Willis to voice another kid again, like in Bruno the Kid? No, they did not. <laughs> no, they did not. Uh, surprisingly, but this guy's been in a bunch of stuff, including an episode of Battlestar Galactica. Oh, nice. Um, and funny enough, uh, I don't know if you've ever played or heard of the Dino Crisis video games, but he uh, was Rick in the uh, Dino Crisis. Whoa, games. that is awesome! Oh man. That clip is going to TikTok right there. That's going to blow people's minds. Oh, fantastic. Dino test. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, where was I? Okay, we were talking about Genghis Rex and his cronies looking upon the forest. Uh, their ship begins to lose power. 
and they um, sort of hypothesize because of the earth and the nearby mountain. And they assume that they can then mine that ore to use against the dinosaurs. All of their motivation is to stop those blasted dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. uh, meanwhile, in an underground uh, computer lab, Paul uh, sits at a computer and he's tracking Genghis Rex. Uh, then he opens a ring on his finger and calls the dinosaurs. He tells uh, Aloe, the leader, who is a, supposed to be like a highly evolved Allosaurus. Sometimes I think he looks like a horse. Uh, he tells them about what's going on with Genghis Rex, that they're in South America, and they found, um, found this valley um, of dinosaurs. And then Aloe... Yeah, Steve, uh, if, if, I, if I may interrupt you, one weird thing that Paul does that... I don't know. Like, I this is when I started thinking. Like, mm, I have a feeling the writing is not going to be uh, very, very, very good. It's, it's, it's not going to be thickly rich with, um, uh, I don't know, things that make sense. Mm -hmm. um, much like that sentence. But anyways, Paul sees like the video of the bad dinosaurs or whatever, and he goes, "Oh, all right, let me track down where this is, where they're at." Mm -hmm. Um. You don't know where your camera that you've set up is at. Like, like I'm very. It was very weird. Like, right. Um, it was one of those classic sort of. I need to do computer stuff because kids like computers. But but like, why not just have them straight up, like just be like, oh, they're they're here in South America. Let me call the dinosaur. Right. You know what would have solved the problem is if they had like a uh, HUD or you know just like a prompt that said like. You know, pointed to Genghis Rex, and then it says South America right below him. Like that's right, all you need. Right. That's all you need. Yeah. Anything. Anything would have been better than what they did. <laughs> all right. So Aloe tells him to keep fucking Paul. To keep an eye out of it. That part says is funny to me because it's like, uh, you know, you've got these heroes, the dinosaurs, and they're just like, all right, you underage boy, you're gonna do what I tell you. Otherwise, <laughs> you're gonna do my hard work for me. Otherwise, there's gonna be trouble. Um, right. So Genghis Rex. Crackpot and the uh, I think his name is Bronto uh, or Brachii. Mm -hmm. That's his name because he's a Brachiosaurus. Um, they uh, and you said his name earlier, Steggy, whatever. They walk up um, a mountain. <laughs> the set. Sterico. Sterico. Yeah, that's it. Um, they Sterico. then uh, they then walk into the mountain and that's when they find it filled with the OG dinosaurs. Um, uh, and Genghis Rex says he wants to enslave them uh, once again to stop the dinosaurs. Meanwhile, a dinosaur HQ. The, the, what's up? There is a pretty. There is one thing that happens here that legitimately made me crack up. I think more because I wasn't expecting mm -hmm. it, but yeah, the Genghis Rex reveals his plan right to his minions mm -hmm. that he's gonna like turn them into slaves, like you said, and all three of his minions start like laughing maniacally, like, um, like bad guys, you know, typical, like, ha 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 ha. But then like, and it goes on for a little bit. And then suddenly like they stop and one of them goes, I think it's quack pot or quack shot, whatever mm -hmm. his name is. Uh, he turns to them and goes, Oh, this guy's a bit of a nut, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. This, this show definitely, uh, the comedy, man, there's a lot of it and it's really bad. It, uh, this is the only time the comedy worked. Right, for me. right. Like this one thing. Cause, and again, it, I think it's because I wasn't expecting Right. It. And I think they were trying to make fun of them. Like, see, and this is, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Like, the opening theme and title sequence of Dinosaurs promises like a in your face action adventure. But what you're really getting here, at least in this episode, is a lot of walking around and a lot of miss comedy i say 
mm-hmm. uh, as you're yeah. about to see. Um, so yep. the dinosaur dinosaurs meet up with Paul from before, and now there is a little Aryan girl <laughs> by the name of Sarah. Um, and Paul tells them about the bad guys finding the, the valley um, filled with uh, dinos, and then they set off to stop them. Um, uh, and they, uh, yeah, okay, the kid, all right, they get there, and automatically, Paul starts uh, swinging on vines like Tarzan. Um, I think Sarah does too, and so now the dinosaurs, they have to swing across um, the swamp uh, as well. And they all are able to do it, except for Bronto Thunder, which is a weird name for a dinosaur. I don't know why I don't like it, but he's the brontosaurus of the group. <laughs> and they all crack jokes, but he's the comedic relief for this. Um, and I use comedy in quotations big time because none of this makes me laugh in the slightest. I mean, again, I guess uh, Mike Uslin is trying to appeal to his five-year-old um, but uh, anyway, moving on, they find a tar pit, and of course, Bronto Thunder falls in that. So basically, what we're treated to up until like our uh, our end sort of climax sort of um, battle between the Tyrannos is just like these sort of like Looney Tunes esque little pratfalls that like yeah. maybe a five year old might find funny, but uh, but watching it as an adult, and I'm sure even as I was watching it back then, I was like. Why aren't they fighting? Why is all this stuff happening? Uh, anything to uh, comment on any of that stuff? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, every I started dreading any time the quack guy came up yeah. on uh, quackpot yeah. on screen. Mm-hmm. Quackpot, yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. His voice, yeah, was just awful. And also, they tried to like make him like a little uh, a little wise quacker. See. Uh, as you're gonna yeah. see coming. And the thing is, like, it's weird that like they made him part of the bad guys because. You would think that kids would find him funny, or at least the writers are going to think that kids are going to find him funny. Right. So why wouldn't you like make him be with the good guys uh, if he's going to be like this likable character? I mean, I, I guess the idea is like, oh, this guy like you know gets to like uh, you know screw with the bad guys a little bit or whatever. So, right. I, mean, I guess that's why he's with them. right. Right. But you know what? Who's really being screwed with is me, the viewer. <laughs> We all are. We all are. Uh, so, um, all right. The kids say, all right, this was a weird part. Okay, so um, the dinosaurs and the kids, they reach this sort of area of the jungle that they don't even really show, you know, on quote-unquote camera at first. And the kids say, oh, it's all brush and tangles ahead. Like, this is going to take forever. And then one of the kids, and uh, I'm going to talk about them in a minute here, lifts up like the the grass as if it was like sod or something and then they realize that they can walk underneath it which is so weird it's like the the yeah. riders were sitting around and this is what they came up with um like it was just it was really weird i guess maybe it's supposed to be sort of hidden but again if this is like a natural occurring hidden valley of dinosaurs like where in Mother Nature is Mother Nature creating walking underable like sod, basically more na- more or less? <laughs> I don't defend that, get you it hell, it, you the dinosaurs defenderer. <laughs> I cannot defend it. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, yeah, it's really weird, real weird. So as they're passing through it, um, they eventually run into the same cave that the Tyrannos were into before. 
Uh, and then they run into, I've never heard of this dinosaur in my entire life, a Sizamosaurus, which allegedly, according to the kids, who the kids are basically a Mary and Jerry Sue. They know everything and are the best at everything. Um, what, what do they call it? A size of Sizamosaurus. A size size of Yeah, because like I couldn't make out what she was saying, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. Not th- these kids are. They're annoying mm. uh, in the beginning, and guess what? They somehow become more annoying by the end. Oh, one hundred percent. And this is where I. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. I wish that these dinosaurs would have uh, eaten uh, the children. <laughs> uh, that that would have been nice. Right, and this is where I think that uh, you know Michael Uslan, he maybe doesn't understand what like the kid viewers actually want to see in a cartoon. Um, I mean, I as an eight-year-old or whatever, I just want to see you know action. I want to see like the dinosaurs or Lion-O or GI Joe go and fight like the bad guys basically i don't want to have other kids there like getting in the way like <laughs> like my favorite thing about johnny quest wasn't johnny quest it was race bannon race the racist bannon like i mean do you can do you agree in that with that statement yeah yeah i totally totally agree um but uh yeah so i did look and apparently there is a dinosaur called the seismosaurus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the weird thing is like, it wasn't like, I don't know. Cause this show came out like in 88, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, but the Seismosaurus wasn't named until 91. So I'm very, <laughs> so I'm very confused as to what happened here. I'm going to tell you what, happened. uh, big old Hollywood, Mike Uslan, he took his money. <laughs> he paid the scientists to make up that name for a dinosaur. <laughs> there you go. That way he can never be questioned again. Well, apparently it was, it is considered like the longest dinosaur, uh, one of the, and one of the biggest overall. And so, thus uh, making Michael Uslan infallible, valuable. Wow. I would call that d- dynamite. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh. All right. Not like this show for sure, but okay. Um, <laughs> Aloe, who, man, it's really weird having your leader called Aloe. Cause I just think of like lotion basically, but I get it. It's short mm. for Allosaurus. Um, and uh, I don't like where you're, I don't like that noise you made <laughs> when I mentioned lotion. <laughs> so uh, we're going to move on now and you keep those comments to yourself. <laughs> I, Hey man, I, sorry. Steve. I, I don't want to ruin, uh, your, uh, relationship with lotion. Uh, <laughs> Nor will you, there's no way to ruin it. There's no way. <laughs> so, um, okay. So basically, all right, going back to the seismosaurus. All right, they, uh, he traps the dinosaurs in the cave, and you think, oh, yeah, we're going to see ourselves a dino throwdown. But then Aloe, he just goes, the best way to stop a dino is to make friends mm. with it. And I'm, oh, so lame. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And then, um, so it's weird at, like... Behind the Seismosaurus, I guess the dinosaurs can't see them, is uh, Brachio from the Tyrannos, and he shoots a brain box, oh, excuse me, a collar around the Seismosaurus, which now... Well, but, but first, one of them is like, one of the other Tyrannos is like hitting the Seismosaurus like tail with like two rocks, like a symbol, uh-huh. like going like this, you know? Mm-hmm. 
uh, to hit its tail. And that's what makes he inadvertently saves the dino saucers, basically, because that makes the sizemore thing like uh sizemore, thinking, like tom, tom sizemore asaurus yeah <laughs> yeah tom sizemore shows up and it's like whoa he's attacking the dino saucers now i thought your career the was in the sizemore? toilet tom sizemore oh man yeah so tom sizemore he turns around and uh then yeah like you were saying they put a uh they shoot a collar onto uh tom sizemore we neck. thought it was time tom sizemore but his career is extinct oh hey yeah oh, we got a million of them so yeah, so the size so much like in the previous episode, the previous show we watched Dino Riders, mm-hmm. there is an apparatus mm-hmm. uh, to control the dinosaurs' minds here. Uh, it was a brain box, I think they called it, right? In the in Dino Riders, That's right? Yeah, and here they just got a collar. Doesn't even have a cool name. Yeah. Um, so Alo says they have to disable the collars by getting the control from uh, Tyranno. Uh, Al- Don't know how they know that, but they know it. Yep. Allo says he's going to devolve himself, uh, not to be confused with Devo, my favorite band of all time. Uh, he <laughs> devolves himself to make himself, you know, look like a regular OG dinosaur so he can blend in with the other dinosaurs. He does that and is immediately collared by the Tyrannos. What a great plan. <laughs> and they say... And they actually say, like, his dinosaur friends, they fucking say... Well, be careful. I don't know that this is a good idea because you could get collared and then you'll be under their control. And then and you might not be able to fight it off. And Aloe says, only one way to find out if I'm strong enough to fight it off. Oh. And then he goes and like just gets like collared, I, I guess on purpose. God. And then the reaction from his friends are like, oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this idiot got himself mm-hmm. collared and now he's under their control. And then one of the other guys is like, oh, shit. When he turns back to uh, his uh, normal self, there's there's so much exposition here. Oh, God. W- one of the other dinosaurs is like, oh, well, he can only hold this devolved shape, which the devolved shape just makes him look like a regular dinosaur, right. um, instead, of, instead of like a humanoid dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, he can only hold that shape for a very short period of time, so he's going to turn back into his normal self, and then they'll recognize him, and then uh, Genghis Rex will have like his greatest... Uh, foe as a slave yeah yeah and they're like oh shit guess what doesn't happen he does not turn back into his normal <laughs> oh you just shaped. saved like 20 minutes of like uh of the, of the walkthrough here uh yeah and literally like yeah i'm sorry and okay. then like uh and there's a scene later this is all just kind of interconnected i just fucking i was like it's fuck? no no they barely connected barely connected yeah well no because later like um spoiler alert he is uh, is able to fight off the collar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they say, like, in a later scene, like, oh, he hasn't turned back yet into his normal self. The collar must be preventing him or preventing it from happening. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's not, they made it sound like he couldn't, even if he wanted to, right, right. stay like a normal dinosaur. So which, which, which fucking is it? Let me tell you. I don't know. Let me, let me tell you what's going on here. Okay. The relationship, <laughs> the writing relationship between Mike Uslin, and now we've seen why he very doesn't write a lot of stuff, uh, between him and Diane Duane, is uh, she just does whatever he says because he's got all the money, because right. he's the creator and executive producer. I'm sure she's a right. competent writer, but 
if you don't have, you know, uh, Batman underneath your belt, which sounds really weird, uh, then you just pretty much have to do what he says. So that's why yeah. we got uh, we're getting all this crap that makes no yeah. sense. And, and and we know that we know that she's a good writer. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the episode of and it's like an early it's like a season one or season two episode that she wrote uh, of TNG. There's not a lot of good ones in the mm-hmm. first two seasons. And she wrote one of the good ones. Um, not only that, but she wrote an episode for Batman the Animated Series. Steve, tell me, is there even a bad episode of Batman no, the Animated Series? I don't not. think so. No. You know, like she's written like lots of other stuff that, you know, is decent. Like, so, yeah, I think you're you're you hit the nail on the head. You know, this is Michael Uslan, uh, who gets his ideas from his fucking toddler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, and who never bothered to read The Writer's Journey or Save the Cat or any other screenwriting book in his entire uh, career. By the way, Michael, I'm available for work. Call me up. Um, so, uh, all right. So he's collared, and now he's under their control. Uh, I mean, we've already pretty much talked about the end of this, but there's some dumb stuff that has to be talked about because that's just the kind of show we are. Uh, they reach a rough stream that they can't pass for some reason. Sarah, because she knows everything, uh, she's a real Karen before Karens were even a thing, uh, tells Bronto (laughs) Thunder that he has to stretch across and make a bridge so they can walk across it. Like these, these plot points are all just filler. It's like, we just have to kill time until, uh, you know, the dino saucers and, um, the Tyrannos can, they don't even really fight at the end, but there's a conflict before they come into conflict. So yeah, what? And, and and like when they get to this river that they are stream that they're trying to cross or whatever, mm-hmm. like they act like it's the biggest hurdle yeah. in the world yeah, yeah. until, like you said, Sarah is like, well, it's not as tough as it looks, or she says something like right. that's very poorly written, and it's just like. I don't know. This show does a lot of like immediately says X thing mm-hmm. and then immediately negate, Ugh, negates. It's it. the worst. Uh, so yeah. once again, they swing on the vines and Bronto Thunder manages to do it. Wow, what a callback to the previous vine scene. But he still falls off. Uh, he falls and causes a dino stampede. Um, so like a bunch of I guess brontosaurus or whatever. Um, they and that alerts Quackpot. Uh, and um, and then he comes and attacks Dino Thunder. Quackpot throws him in a... Ter- no, no, uh, Dino Thunder actually makes quick work of him. <laughs> There's finally some actual action. Mm-hmm. He throws Quackpot into a pterodactyl nest. He says some really lame... Um, oh, he goes, I just flew in from Earth, and boy, are my arms tired, or something lame like that. Just yeah, like, so yeah. bad. Um so Sarah uses her secret scout ring to outrun and flip away from the Tyrannos who are chasing she her. She jumps up like 40 feet in the yeah, air. So uh, just the worst Mary Sue crap you can think of. Uh, Genghis Rex figures out that Aloe had devolved himself. And uh, then Rex sends a collared T-Rex, like a regular OG T-Rex, at him. Um, the kids swing by and <laughs> Steve, Steve, can we talk about this? Hold on, we got to pause for a yeah. second. So yeah, he, Genghis Rex sends another like T-Rex like fight Aloe mm. and Al and Genghis Rex says that that T-Rex is twice your size and like twice your strength. They're like the same height. Mm. Uh, <laughs> number one, but number two, then Aloe says the dumbest fucking thing. He says, Oh, well I've got something he doesn't have. They fight a little bit and that 
is my brain is twice as smart as his. Right. And it's like, well, that that wouldn't make you like, no, right. twice as smart. That's not much smarter. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, in fact, I think like feral instinct is probably the way to go in a big dinosaur battle. But it, it, re- it reminds me of like this late uh wcw like towards the end of its run oh, day there was like talking. this awful like in-ring segment where kevin nash and scott hall are like dressed up one of them is dressed up like in makeup to make him look like sid vicious or something and they're making fun of sid vicious mm-hmm. and like kevin nash calls him like half a man or something and sid vicious comes out and he says i may be half a man but i've got half the brain that you have. oh i remember that <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's that's classic oh man the numbers don't lie, and they spell uh, defeat. Disaster. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Disaster, yeah. So uh, the yeah. kid, uh, not Kit, Paul, uh, who I swear, Paul looks like one of the Burger King Kids Club kids. I meant to mention that earlier. Do you remember the Burger King Kids Club? Yeah, yeah. yeah yep, he looks like right, one of those right. kids. Uh, the, anyway, Paul swings by, and just as lame as it was in Dino Riders and Anticlimactic, he knocks, uh, knocks the controller out of Rex's claws, and Aloe steps on it, crushing it, thus freeing all the regular dinos. And then, just like in Dino Riders, the Tyrannos retreat, and the Dino Saucers just stand there and let them go. Uh, Aloe returns to his regular size, and the Dino Saucers then block the entrance to the valley so no one else can get in it looks really it looks like and the dinosaurs can never leave yeah <laughs> it looks like they're standing there inside the valley while they're like putting all these rocks in it and stuff it really and i have i'm like how are they going to get out and that is the end of the first episode of uh dino saucers uh, anything else to add on any of that? Uh, no, no. Uh, I d- maybe they should have add. They should have added uh, maybe uh, a different. Cre- I guess you can't add a different creator, right? The the creator is the creator, right. but uh, maybe they should have added some uh, executive producer uh, that had some more experience. Because I'm sure some of this is like based on Uslan's lack of experience. Well, sure. So, I mean, at this point, uh, I, I'm sure he felt like he's uh, conquered Hollywood after. You know, making Swamp Thing and Batman a success, and he's probably got a crap load of money. So just like Bruce Willis in the Bruno the Kid, um, you know, uh, episode, he was pro- and also like the guy who um, did um, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. He was like, well, now I want to dip my toe into the Saturday morning cartoon world. But uh, yeah, but you know, obviously the guy for Cadillacs and Dinosaurs knew what he was doing writing wise where right. Uslin was probably like, yeah, it's just kids. They're, they're just five year olds. Like, what do you have to, you know, you just spring a bunch of little pratfalls together and there's an episode. And yeah, then yep. we got this. So uh, let's, uh, let's run the bumper let's, here. Let's render the verdict. And yes. Render the verdict. So you hell. Should dino saucers be remembered for all of prehistoric history or tossed in the black tar pit of obscurity, never to be heard from again? They should have called us Dino Snore, if you know what I'm <laughs> oh, saying. Zing. Oh, zing! Uh, He's always on. Nah, man. Toss this uh, 
the, the, the best thing I can say about it is the logo is pretty, <laughs> uh, pretty damn awesome. The way it and, actually uh, some of the com- comes to live at, at the end of the credit sequence and goes at the camera, like that is just so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a really cool logo. Um, it's very like 80s, you know, but like it's really cool. I think it would work today as a logo. Sure. Um, but yeah, the, the, the show, ugh, the show sucks. Oh. Um, some of the art, though, in the comic books looks pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think, Steve? Yeah, the comic that uh, you were probably looking at is they actually tried to uh, bring back dinosaurs uh, in comic book form a few years ago. I actually got one because I guess I always felt very nostalgic for dinosaurs. But having watched it now, I was like, whew, it's a bait and switch. It promises, like tough in your face dinosaur action uh in that opening title sequence and what it gives you is like goofy sort of cartoony pratfalls that aren't even funny in the slightest right uh just bad bad writing even for a cartoon the name also is kind of dumb dino saucers like Eh. a saucer like i guess they mean like a space that's exactly like a space yeah 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 but like I mean, but we don't see them in, like, saucer ships. No, they have you know? a f- giant floating T-Rex ship, of course. I mean, why yeah, wouldn't Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, are these dinosaurs that just really like condiments, uh, perhaps? You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They like sauce, or they just they like their alcohol. Yeah, yeah. And I would, yeah, and this yeah, yeah. makes me want to drink after watching it. Uh, and I don't know. I think, yeah, the premise is good. Um, I thought, uh, yeah, as you said, the art... Uh, at times is a good, I mean, the opening is, is awesome. That's the best yeah, part. It's cool. Uh, and the rest of it is just filler. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously Dino Riders is a uh, much better, uh, but it, I mean, it came out a year and it, and at least it doesn't try to be funny and have a bunch of dumb, uh, comedic relief. So I think we've said everything we need to say about Dino Saucers here, and it's going to be obliterated. Heathens have spoken. You are obliterated. Wow, I don't even feel bad in the slightest. If anything, I think we've brought to light just how bad Dinosaucers is. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, it's possible that maybe it gets better in the later episodes, but I have a feeling they're going to stick to their same goofy tone and... Um, I don't know. Uh, obviously, it yeah. didn't make it back as a reboot because I guess the comics didn't really sell too well. I, I was probably the only one buying them. Um, so there you go. That's the end of Dinosaurs. No one will ever speak of them again because we tossed them to the old tar pit. They're the end. All right, buddy. Boy, we've had quite a day here, a dino day. Uh, anything else to say yeah, before we yeah. sign off here? Uh, no, no, I'm good. I, I can't not recommend the show enough. Uh, <laughs> don't watch it. Oh, don't watch the show. All right. Well, we'll be back next week with one more dino-themed something or other. Uh, once again, please check out the Kickstarter to uh, Escape to Earth, which, uh, if I dare say, is way better than Dino Saucers, at least. Um, I agree. Ah, thanks, uh, And uh, again, uh, check us out on TikTok, and we will see you uh, next uh, Sunday as we continue to discuss even more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you around.
You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now. Now.